Well, boy, oh boy, here we are. Um, I'm excited for this. Um, sports broadcasting or like sports commentary and analysis, whatever you want to call it, um, has been like a dream of mine, per se. Um, a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Jareg Tharp. Uh, keep it simple. I'm 19. I like sports. Uh, I like Chicago sports. So those are my teams. Um, but I with this with this show, I want to get um, sort of my viewers to critically think about sports, kind of in a like something to give you a headache all day almost. That's not really my you know intentions, but I'd really like to. Um, you know, just the intent, intent, anticipation with this. Sorry, I'm nervous. First episode. Excuse me. Um, just I've been I've received so much support from friends and family about this. People telling me, "Hey, Drake, I think you'd be good." Uh, you know what? I'm gonna shoot for the stars with this. Here I am. Let's go into it. Um, we have a few segments today. Um, insist the list. I'll give a top five or top ten list on certain topics. Um, Drake's takes. I have a few takes, and you know. They're uh, by me. Um, other than that, we have a few just rambling points. And uh, let's jump into the show. Let's jump into the show. First segment, um, you know, I have seen teams centerpiece their entire focus around their quarterbacks. Like over the last year um, with the NFL draft, the whole quarterback roulette sort of deal. Um, you know, with the plethora of quarterbacks he had with Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, uh, Mac Jones, um, teams were trading and dealing to get their centerpiece for their franchise. And who can I blame? I can blame a few guys, actually. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, two years ago, led the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl, damn near won it, hence the Chiefs comeback. Um, would you say he's elite? No. Um, let's see, Matt Ryan, MVP season, I'll give him that, but would you consider him elite? Maybe five years ago, but you're not going to think of him as a Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning caliber quarterback. Um, Joe Flacco, I was about, uh, was I 11 when the Ravens won their Super Bowl against the 49ers? I think it was 2012. Joe Flacco, Elite? No. Will he get you there? Yeah, he did. In the grand finale of them all, Nick Foles. Third string quarterback on the worst offensive team in the league now. Oh, here. Super Bowl MVP three years ago. Easy does it, right? I mean, Blake Bortles, 2017. Saxonville. Remember Saxonville? Yeah. One of the, the best defense in the league. But did Blake Bortles get his team to the you know AFC title game? Not Super Bowl, but it's Blake Bortles and it's the Jaguars and it's the AFC title game. What I I have just seen. I I'd say there's 25 quarterbacks in the league that are capable of leading their team to the Super Bowl. 25 here and there, four or five, six maybe just suck or rookies developing. Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence. Um, Tyrod Taylor. I love Tyrod Taylor, but he ain't going to get you to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, they just centerpiece these teams. Or like Teams like the Vikings, they will look at 
Kirk Cousins as the reason they are failing. And they've had chances. Time They're one piece away every year. With Case Keenum, when they made it to the uh, NFC title game against the Eagles, another scenario where you have a mid-tier quarterback, but you're like, eh, he'll get you there. It was Case Keenum versus Nick Foles. Are either of those guys elite? No? Okay. All right. Thanks. Um, uh, I just don't think teams want to develop, you know, other core strengths besides quarterbacks now. It just doesn't It doesn't seem like that. Like, Eagles, when they made the Super Bowl three years ago, beat New England, defense was their deal. They still gave up a decent amount of points to the Patriots, but Nick Foles had the game of his life. Um Blake, Blake Bortles and the Jaguars. They put up over 20 against New England in the AFC title game that same year. I mean, I I never understood the obsession of finding a franchise quarterback while you have other pieces to work on. There's a few teams I have in mind right now. The 49ers, obviously. Eh, dealing with injuries last year. I'll give them that. Year before, made the Super Bowl. But... What are you doing? Jimmy Garoppolo has proven himself. I mean, the defense needed some work the year they made the Super Bowl, but it was a scheme that got him there. You still have the same quarterback in the same scheme, Shanahan. Okay, oh, teams are figuring you out? Maybe. But there's other stuff you could work on with that scheme to make it better. These quarterbacks are talented. I don't think, uh, come to realize... I don't know if coaches have just not come to realize that yet. Um, another team, yeah, like I stated before, Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, proven himself. He he's a he's a gunslinger. I'll admit it. He's a slinger, but that kind of that's the type of talent that you need to, you know, hit the Lombardi Trophy. Um, the, a team that stuck with their QB, um, but just had the most awful coaching and nothing else going for them were the Detroit Lions. Matthew Stafford killing it on the Rams right now. Detroit stuck with him. Didn't get anywhere. That's obviously coaching. It, you know, it's 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 all coaching at this point. Um, I just I just feel, you know, a lot of teams are putting a lot of stock in what to what, you know, they can't chew uh, with their with these quarterbacks just, you know, looking towards the future. Um it almost kicked Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay, this whole quarterback obsession roulette. Um, you know, if one thing goes wrong, oh, we need a quarterback. Like, you're looking at the Jaguars and Jets. Oh, okay, fair point. They're rookies. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, they're rookies. But it's not going to – this ain't the tooth fairy. It's not going to – your issue's not going to get fixed as soon as you make your franchise pick at quarterback. Um, you know, it's schemes over teams. That's what it really boils down to. Um, you know, I, I'd, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can coach in the league, but I, I can say for damn sure that the quarterback isn't the issue over ninety percent of the time. Uh, the examples I just named are the examples I just named are reasons as to why Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trent Dilfer. Yeah, yeah, I'm going old school. Trent Dilfer, 2000 Ravens, best deep, one of the best defenses of all time. Trent Dilfer is the most average quarterback of all time. Super Bowl champs. Joe Flacco. Um, 
I'll give an edge to Matt Ryan there. Um, you know, it's it's not all quarterback, and I've just seen too many seen too many teams put a lot of stock into that, and it's just it's overrated, right? It's overrated, and that's what I'm trying to get at here. Um, next segment on the show, insist the list. Brought to you by Drizzy T. I'll never do that again. Sorry. Um, you know those big slamajamas? Uh, they run routes. They block. They're most of the time the best athletes on the field. A lot of them have played basketball. Um, tight ends. There's. Uh, I've just been seeing like tight ends are becoming a lot more valuable. And I've seen a lot of good teams use tight ends as their number one weapon. Um, Kansas City, they Travis Kelsey, one of the best system tight ends of all time. Um, Ravens, Mark Andrews, um, 49ers with George Kittle. Um, you know, you had the best tight ends in the Super Bowl two years ago, Kittle and Kelsey. But that, that's what I'm not trying to get at. Top five tight ends in the league right now. Let's hit it. Um Mark Andrews at number five. Lamar's go-to target since he's been in the league. Uh, he has about 6'5", 260, behemoth. Um, he's one of the best run-blocking tight ends in the league. Um, he is an absolute behemoth. He's a beast. Uh, he's a fantasy beast. Put up, what, 15 fantasy points. Um, great route runner as a tight end at that size. Um, yeah, Mark Andrews sitting at number five here. Number four, George Kittle right now. George, okay, let's let's not get it twisted. George Kittle is an absolute machine, and he was top two tight end in the league last three years. Sitting at number four right now, having, I'm not going to say he's having an off year, but uh, to com- compared to what he's done uh, prior, this is an off year for Kittle, but there's no denying his talent there. Uh, yeah, he's still a monster. I'll give it to him. Um, still San Francisco's go-to target right now. Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, wide receiver, kind of sticking in there. Um, but Kittle right now is the fourth best in my opinion. Um, if he catches fire, shooting up in my list. Hey, you earn it. You earn it. Um, number three, this might shock a few people. Um, oh, tight ends list. Oh, shocker. It's going to make my jaw drop. No. Um, TJ Hawkinson, uh, another Iowa cat like Kittle. Um, he's developing exactly like the Lions want him to. I think, uh, with the system, with Jared Goff, you know, the little RPO plays, little, little short dinkers. TJ Hawkinson's perfect for that. Um, he's a physical specimen as well. Uh, he's got stick on his hands. He doesn't drop anything. Um, yeah, kind of like the San Francisco system they got going with George Kittle. Um, they can run him long, they can run him short. He is going to be a franchise guy for the Lions, and he's showing that right now. I mean, over the past, the first two weeks of the season, 20 receptions in total. That's ridiculous. Double-digit receptions and averaging both games. Uh, last, against the Ravens, kind of an off game, but, um, that's ridiculous. As of right now, TJ Hawkinson sitting at number three. Number two is Darren Waller. Darren Waller is the most versatile tight end in the league. Um, you can, I see what the Raiders do. They put him out wide. They put him, you know, next to the O-line. They have him block. Um, I would say including receivers, Darren Waller is a top five guy in jump ball situations. Um, that guy is about 6'7", 
280 pounds. Uh, you know, his little incidents prior. He's 28 years old. I was mistaken. I thought he was a rookie um, last, like last year. I thought, he, oh, this guy's good. Fresh out of, fresh out of college. This guy's 28. But, you know, with tight ends, it takes a, a little bit to get good. Um, I thought Waller was an exception because I thought he was a rookie at the time. But he's not. Um, took him a little bit to catch fire, but now he is one of the best in jump ball situations. He's a great route runner. Um, Derek Carr's go-to guy. Derek Carr is MVP caliber season right now. Can't make this stuff up. <laughs> um, number one, easy, Travis Kelsey. No question here. He, Like I said earlier, the best system tight end in the league right now, and maybe the best of all time. The dude just absolutely... I, I, I'm at a loss of work. Like, I have never seen a tight end um, make an offense. Oh, God, I don't even know what to say. All I'm trying to say is Alex Smith was even throwing him touchdowns, and Travis Kelsey was still a top-five tight end in the league at the time then. Um, Travis Kelsey, he is also amazing in jump ball situations. He's an absolute behemoth as well. Um, you know, just multiple thousand yard seasons. You don't see a lot of tight ends do that. Um, you know, they kind of have a few good seasons and go on their way. Uh, Vernon Davis. Vernon Davis was good for a while, but nothing like Travis Kelsey. Um, so yeah, top five tight ends in the league. Number five, Mark Andrews. Number four, George Kittle. Three, TJ Hawkinson. Two, Darren Waller. Travis Kelsey takes the crown. Um, yeah. They're, eh, I, tight ends, for some reason, are just making or breaking a team right now because, you know, four of the te- four of the tight ends I listed besides Hawkinson, all of their teams are, you know, top 15. So I think a tight end is a secret vital part of having a winning team uh, just to have someone, an extra blocker on the line and then, you know, pull them out for a route or two. Hey, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, insist the list part two. So after week three, we've had, um, I don't know. I was surprised by a lot of the outcomes in the games this week. Um, you know, with God, the, the Lions and Ravens game, I did. I expected that to be a complete blowout. Uh, Rams and Bucks, I expected that to be extremely close Kansas City lost to the Chargers um Green Bay I thought Green Bay was going to bounce back again and you know absolutely blow out the Niners I do not understand the 49ers hype right now I may have said great things about them earlier in the show but they look awful right now and I've seen many NFL power rankings Fox CBS NBC all have the Niners like top 15. They do not look, they almost blew their entire game to the Lions. Yeah, they got to win against the Eagles. Big whoop. And they lost to Green Bay. Um, I'm not sold on Green Bay either. I'm really not. I'm a, I'm a tough crowd. Tough crowd. But um, insist the list part two top teams in the league right now. Number 10, I was just talking about them. Green Bay. Not sold on them after week one, but hey. They looked polished in the last two weeks. Um, Aaron Rodgers doing his thing again. Devontae Adams still running routes better than anybody in the league. Um, defense could use a little work, hence the Saints blowout. 
I, I have no idea what that was week one with them, though. That's why they're 10. I'm not going to bust them up to number three or three or four because, well, they had an off week. Uh, no, that still happened. I don't know what the hell that was, but they still, they got to earn their stripes. Maybe if they win two or three or more straight, they'll probably top five easy. Um, Man, yeah, they. Uh, I don't know what happened that Saints game. They all looked drunk. They had a few, I don't know. That was the weirdest game I'd ever seen the Packers play. They looked just like the Monstars sucked their powers out. Like, I don't know what that was. But number 10, Green Bay. They bounced back both weeks. Um, number 9, Las Vegas Raiders. They're 3-0. and um, Undefeated. You know, undefeated would put you probably top 6 maybe. But they're sitting at number 9 because they have been in so many close battles. Um, uh, the Dolphins, they beat two powerhouses, though. Uh, the Ravens and Steelers, um, you know, Steelers hit or miss with their offense. Uh, stouting defense, though. Um, Ravens beat the Chiefs. Um, they're they're a tough team, and the Raiders went out, took it away from them in overtime. Awesome. Derek Carr, over 1,200 yards on the season, averaging over 400 yards a game. MVP-type season. Derek Carr is playing out of his mind right now. And I hope to see the Raiders succeed because they have been building this team for a while under Derek Carr. And uh, John Gruden is, you know, he's getting back in the coaching. Kind of kind of hard first year he had. But anyway, Raiders, number nine. Number eight, Denver Broncos. Nasty pass coverage. Kyle Fuller, Patrick Sertain, maybe the best cornerback combo in the league right now. Absolute, their defense is nasty right now. Number eight, um, they're eight on my list because the combined record of teams is 0-9, uh, but they haven't been in any close battles. They pretty much handled the teams they've played, and uh, offense looks good. Teddy Bridgewater playing great, too. Um, great completion percentage right now. I think it's over 70%. Bridgewater is playing great. They look solid right now. And I, th- I give the thanks to Vic Vangio, uh, the coordinator, because since he's came in, Broncos look like a completely different team. Uh, not coordinator. I think he's their coach now. Sorry. Uh, number seven is the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. They Their offense looks polished. I'm, like, I'm talking shoe cleaner in the 50s polished. Um, you know, they're disciplined. Their defense could use a little work, but hey, if they're winning shootouts, that's a win. Still a win. Um, they challenged the Bucks week one. They absolutely, I mean, that was one of the best premier games, uh, premier to the season games I've ever seen. Um, they gave the Bucks a run, their, you know, a run for their money. And I, they look great. They they look disciplined. They The Dak Prescott being back has just, you know, given them a new life, it seems. And, you know, they've won two in a row now. And um, challenged the Super Bowl champions to a great game. Uh, they could be 3-0 right now, but uh, Tampa's a little edge on them. Uh, number six, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, the Kyler Murray looks absolutely unstoppable. His receiving core is one of the best in the league. Hopkins, Christian Kirk. Um, they have a great pass rush with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt coming from both sides. Um, Kyler is... You, you know, he's got to throw throws a few interceptions, 
no problem. He'll he'll drop five touchdowns. No issue. He's looking, you know, and he's rushing. He's getting a rushing touchdown every game too. Um, he's looking great. This this team can make a run at the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Kyler Murray is playing out of his mind, and I think you know this is a possible MVP right here. Number five is the Carolina Panthers. You know, everyone's saying, oh, oh, they're playing garbage teams. Oh, oh, they cakewalk weeks. Cakewalk for, they are handling teams left and right, and their defense proves it. Their numbers are proving it. Defense is putting up uh, the least amount of yards per game, least amount of points. Um, Dar- Sam Darnold looks, since he's left New York, looks like a completely new quarterback. That system with Matt Rule is perfect for him basically what he was doing at usc you know that little pac-12 uh offensive powerhouse kind kind of deal but their defense is is the reason why they're winning and i think they can make a run in the playoffs i really do um you know they lost mccaffrey he's he i don't think that'll hurt them as much as uh you know most people think just because their defense um will set them up nice and you know chuba hubbard ain't bad he'll, he'll get his points um Number four is Kansas City. Two tough losses against, you know, uh, the Chargers and the Ravens. They're still the Chiefs, though. They're going to get theirs. They'll, they'll win over 11 games this year. Uh, still the best offensive system in the league. Uh, you know, one goal for them, make their de- you need to make your defense just average, and you will win games. They cannot win games by allowing, you know, the other offense to score a touchdown every possession. Because that, that's what they're doing at this point. Um, so just an average defense will get them, you know, maybe back to another Super Bowl. Um, but they still have the best offensive system in the league. They just picked up Josh Gordon, reinstated for the 900th time. Let's hope he uh, stays in the league. But I love Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's going to help them out a lot. Um, they just got to pick up the pieces. They are still... Top five team in the league, number four sitting at on my list. So uh, another AFC team comes in at number three, the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is looking even better than last year. He made that Washington football team defense that I have a high opinion of look like a bunch of ballerinas. Skating across. Their coach is an absolute mastermind. They have a great offense. Defense, eh, it's looking all right. I'll say that. They're number three because I think they're the best all-around teams in the league, but their defense needs a little work. They're kind of like the Chiefs in a sense, but uh, a little better defense, and that's why they're sitting at number three, because Josh Allen right now is playing, I'd say he's playing a little better than Patrick Mahomes right now. Uh, Number two and one are both NFC teams. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When I saw their first two games of the season, I was like, this team is going to go 17-0. I was sure of it. I was like, that. there is no stopping Tom Brady. Um, he's been lights out. Um, defense has been making huge plays for them. Two pick sixes last week against Matt Ryan. Um, but then they met their match with the number one Rams. The Los Angeles Rams look insane. I have not seen a football team this good through three weeks in a long time. Um, Sean McVay is 40-0 at half when winning. 
40 and 0 in his entire coaching career. If he's winning at halftime, he wins games. Um, and they're the kings of second half adjustments on defense. They completely shut down the run game of the Buccaneers um, during that second half, and that's why they won. Um, along with the Bucks' pitiful defense against Djax and Cooper Cup, but um, I see a Super Bowl in the near future for them. This team will most likely go to the Super Bowl under the NFC. Like, uh, it'll be Rams Bucks, like easy in the NFC. I don't see any other NFC team. Maybe the Air, maybe the Cardinals and Panthers, but Rams and Bucks right now are playing at an elite level, and everyone I listed above them. They're not on the same level as these two teams. They're both ridiculous. So that concludes Insist, the list, part two. Um, yeah, it's probably going to change every week. I'll do a top ten teams in the league list. But, uh, yeah, those that's about it for um, the top ten teams this week. It'll, it'll change next week. Don't worry. Um, next segment I want to get into, Matt Nagy. I'm a Chicago. We're we're gonna get personal here, okay? We are. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. I have been since I was fresh out of the womb, since I was a sperm. I was wearing a, a Bears jersey coming out of the womb. I love the Bears, and Matt Nagy, you are making me want to wipe out everything in my apartment because of your atrocious play calling. Are you drunk? What what are you doing keeping Justin Fields in the pocket? What are you doing? I, I'm looking, I'm putting my face, or I'm putting your face, Matt Nagy, on, I'm thinking of it on the camera, and I'm looking at you, and I'm wondering, what the hell are you thinking? Why are you not rolling this man out, bootlegs, RPOs? You are, what kind of offense, is this 1950 where you tell everyone to run straight? That is the worst offensive play calling I've ever seen against Cleveland. <laughs> like, you just stopped running David Montgomery, too. And we're not taking... Sh- we. I'm a Bears fan, sorry. They are not taking shots down the field. And it just seems like Trubisky wasn't the issue at all. It was you, Matt. I thought it was Trubisky the entire time. You fooled me. And I feel betrayed. And I want you fired, like, ASAP. Because you are going to ruin Justin Fields. And he is... The most talented quarterback in that draft. Yeah, hot take. Boom. But uh, it, it really, if if the Bears want to succeed, then this needs to change because they have a defense, a golden, a gold mine of defense waiting for them. They, um, they have some of the worst tackling in the league. I think it's all due to part of them trying to strip the ball and make plays because they know their offense won't do that, and they won't because Matt Nagy is high on the sidelines i don't know what he is thinking he either that or he needs to give up the play calling because it is atrocious i've i'll throw up some clips wherever you you guys will see yeah i'm just gonna throw up a miles garrett compilation sack fest that he put on the bears because that was atrocious all right now that i got all my um, you know, issues out. I want to talk about uh, the Deshaun Watson case. Um, Deshaun Watson is not playing football, obviously. Um, and I, 
if I if I could say I don't know what's going on, I wouldn't be lying. I don't know what's what the hell is going on with this case. I don't understand. Uh, first of all, why teams are able to trade for a guy who has thirty sexual assault allegations or harassment allegations, um, and there's just fishy stuff about that. Thirty massage therapists <laughs> couldn't be me. I only have one, and it. It doesn't make sense. Um, you know, the question really comes to it. Will he ever step on the football field again? Um, and that's why I don't understand the, the whole aspect of teams trying to trade for him. Because, you know, it's one of, the, like, at a job site, it's one of the most serious uh, events that could go on. Sexual misconduct. And this guy's got over 20 lawsuits incoming. But the NFL is staying out of it. It's a weird case. I, no doubt on Deshaun's talent, but it's just weird that the Texans look better than last year. I think we can agree. Their offense doesn't look bad under Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's not going to lead them anywhere, but they look good. Um, Deshaun is holding out, though, which confuses me a lot. I don't know why he would give up his on his team like that. You think that's going to, you think that's going to, you know, amp up your stock a little bit. You think you're going to, you're not worth any picks right now because of every allegation you have. It's, I don't know. Well, that's going to conclude your first episode of Drake's Corner, hosted by yours truly. Um, You know, I kind of, it was a little weird. I'm going to talk to you guys like my friends here. It was a little weird making this. Um, I've never done anything like this before. Um, I might be a little rusty, um, but I appreciate all the views, all the support. This is a dream of mine. I'm going to shoot for the stars with this. Um, thank you all for watching. Uh, next episode, um, so uh, we're every Wednesday is uh, going to be a new show. That's what I, was <laughs> I don't know why I couldn't get that out. But uh, next week I will be naked next uh, in next episode. So stay tuned. And yeah, farewell. Thanks for watching.